to hit record, baby. Oh. You just, you know, just started talking. <laughs> just started talking before. <laughs> he said we was ready. He's he so anxious to get back into it. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, what's happening? I let him go with it, but damn. All right, all right, we good. Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. And yes, you're hearing Mr. Prez. I'm back. I'm done. I'm off vacation. Uh, Y'all thought I was putting it in two weeks. It didn't happen. With me always. It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? And no, I did not fire him like Joe did Rory and Ma. <laughs> he just he was just retiring. He was just retiring, and, you know, he had to get some things together. But now he's back. Now he's back. Man, I, I'll tell you right now, it was hard to tell because Cash was holding it down, man. Hey, I got to give you props on that, man. Those last two weeks, man, you was, you was doing your thing, especially on the solo tip. But you wasn't alone for both pods. No, no, yeah, we got our pod, more. brother. We got we got having pod, hey, brother, for one of them. Yeah, what's up, what's up? Iggy, what's, what's yeah, happening, man? Man, what's up, man? It's Iggy from uh, Iggy's Loud Mouth Podcast. Uh, happy to hear y'all two back together. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm honored to fill in the. Ro- I was honored to fill in the role for press for a little bit, but you know, I know Cash, Mister Dog, and yeah, it's good to have y'all back. Yeah, we needed, we needed, uh, we needed your input. On a couple of things last week, so it's good to have you back. Yeah, oh, you about to get them because I listened at y'all pod last week, and we got to go back and correct some things. But that's that's a, that's gonna come up first before we get too deep into it. Uh, Cash, tell the people who we are and what we do. Yeah, this is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. It's a podcast about music, sports, entertainment, and culture. And by culture, I mean black culture, and we're unapologetic about that point right there. Too easy. Every week, what are you gonna hear? You gonna hear our sports takes. They're always right, so you, this is where you should come. And then you're also going to hear our takes on movies, uh, TV shows. You're going to hear it on music. I mean, we're hip-hop aficionados. I mean, hip-hop experts here in the building. So you're going to hear all of the albums, whether they're popular albums, whether they're niche albums, whether they're underground albums. You're going to hear interviews from us. You get people from all walks of life, and that's essentially Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I think that I cover everything. Man, you covered it well, man. You, you 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 may have to have your own little subsection over here at the soon, especially if you keep talking this next talk. Uh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> fourth place, baby. Went from twelfth to fourth place. <laughs> Didn't see man, it coming. At this point, though, I want to give props to Iggy, man. He constantly fills in, comes in. I just think he's just an honorary third member now at this point, right? Hey, I can respect that. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> I, lo- I love this. I love this shit, man. I don't know if y'all, you know, I love this shit, this podcast shit. So it's, it's going to be a good one to talk about because the culture's been shifted this week. Absolutely, man. absolutely, man. So yeah, yeah. that's on the music side. That's on like the podcasting side, and it's definitely gonna happen on the sports side. Like he's saying, them Knicks moved up from twelfth to four. Yeah, the Knicks changing everything over here. We got uh, Rory and Maul and Joe Buttons. I don't follow the podcast, but we're gonna speak on it. Uh, we're gonna definitely talk on it because I know the other two on here does. And then. Uh, as far as music wise, hey, one of the big dogs dropped. So I mean, that didn't change the game tremendously. So J Cole dropped his album. We had a mixture of a couple other people drop their albums. We're gonna speak on it all. So, oh uh, man, let, let's get right into it, man. The 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 thing that's been ruling our timelines, whether you follow them or whether you don't, Joe Joe Button Podcast. 
with Rory and Maul. Mm-hmm. It's, it's officially mm-hmm. over, man. Um, yeah. Sad to see, man. First, the fat boys break up. Man, every day I wake up. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite pod, man. It's, it's yeah, my favorite pod, yeah. man. It's definitely, a, I want to say it's my favorite pod, but it's definitely, uh, I mean, you can't be in this in this podcast world and and not at least know what Joe Budden podcast has done and it has done for the culture for sure. So it's definitely a shakeup. So this is where I have to come in with the sad news to tell y'all that I don't follow the Joe Budden podcast. I respect <laughs> it for what it is. And I know that it's like the top dog for this, this, uh, in the music genre, like for the hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the move mountains, uh, for it's like mm-hmm. deals going forward and, and all that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I could never get past Joe Budden's personality. And that's been the big issue for me with everywhere he done went. I think I liked it at first on the complex, but how all that blew up and everything. Mm-hmm. When he went on to the next thing, I got a little mm-hmm. less involved. And by the third thing, I was I was out of it. I check in every now and again, like when they have something great on the show, uh, great mm-hmm. interview, great, great uh, insight to something. But on the day to day or the week to week, I'm not into it just because of Joe's attitude and personality. I I just don't buy into it. Into that, yeah, into that. I think a lot of people feel like that's that's the downfall of the whole podcast was the everything that you don't like. A lot of people do like as far as the the big personality and just the viral moments and and the uh, Mm -hmm. the opinionated, highly opinionated ideas. That's exactly the same things with business that kind of, you know, took, took them by the wayside as far as a team. I mean, seven years running, man, that, that's a long run. Mm-hmm. But so, so where do we want to start? Do we want to just attack it from both sides, Rory and Maul's side first we, or, I, or Joe's side? I think we should, I think we should attack it from Joe's side. I think we should attack it from the sit down. So I think we should attack it from when they sat down, how everything initially got blown up. Rory left for, you know, a month, I think. Rory and Maul left for a month. Go ahead, man. Uh, can, I yeah, ask, can I ask one question before we get too deep yeah, into it? Go ahead. What's up? Everything that's going down, are y'all surprised about it at all? No, I'm not. I saw it coming. <laughs> no, what, no. What's funny is... No, the last year or so, it's, it hasn't been at its peak um, because you mm-hmm. can tell that people have been upset or people feel a certain type of way. Everybody's been saying the energy was shifted in terms of their... their um, their overall body language on the pod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you can so hear I, it too. <laughs> no. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, so I've been, it's a, the guys I do music with, they kind of stepped out and done their podcast thing, Diamonds Make Gold Podcast. They've been doing it for the past couple few months. My brother's in it. And um, one of the guys that started it, he's a big Joe Budden podcast fan. So we kind of been talking about it for the past few months. And literally like, I think I went over there this Sunday, this past Sunday, maybe Saturday, and um, we were talking about the sit down and all that. And I was telling him like, "Yo, this, I don't think that I think it's gonna blow up because I think, you know, once they got to that certain point to where Joe was in their face saying, you know, your opinion don't matter on the podcast, like none of that. Is, you're an employee, pretty much. Like, I think at that point it, it fell apart, and <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, like I think we should start there because that was what. 
I think that's that's definitely where Maul. I think even when he was talking about it, like that's kind of what Maul. I think that was the turning point for Maul for sure. I think Rory had already checked out as far as like a business side, and he was just sitting there for the formalities, like you know, this for the fans and stuff. We got to explain it to the fans, but but when Joe is pretty much telling them like, you know, y'all employees and y'all don't need to know what's going on with the businesses. You know, I have ownership of it. And in, in, in totality, I mean, that's not everything he said. I'm just kind of paraphrasing what he was saying. <clears throat> I think at that point, it was like, all right, <laughs> like, we we not we done with that. So, um, okay, yeah, man. Let, let me jump in on something you just said right there. And you just said mm-hmm. like at, at a point, at, like I said, I don't listen at the pod, so I'm catch, I'm catching what people say. And I'd have caught the last little couple of drops. I caught the, the Joe Button podcast last week and then the, the Rory and Maul. I caught the, the, the snippets of it. I ain't, I ain't caught the whole thing, but I caught I got the vibe and what I think the overall uh, beef is between both of them. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. But you said a point way up there where he was calling them employees and like trying to treat them dirty. That sounds mm-hmm. just like somebody doing some shady stuff right off the jump. I, I mean, if, yeah. if you ask me off the like somebody who don't want to show the books and stuff, you're hiding. Yeah. That's just what, yeah. that's what it seems like. I don't know yeah. it 100%. I'm just saying if one of y'all was saying that we was doing this and nah, you, you don't need to see the books. Bruh, mm, mm-hmm, open them books. Mm-hmm, open them books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, who, I guess who, call who an employee? It was never, he didn't outright say that they were employees, but he was saying to, like he did tell them like, um, Joe so we gotta, be, we gotta be clear here on what no, we're I, saying I, I because said, when I people said, listen. I said, I, said that, I said I was paraphrasing what he was saying. He, he, yeah, yeah, he, he didn't outright say, y'all are my employees, like, you're going to do what I say type of time. But the tone was there, and some of the stuff he was saying was implying that he held their uh, opinion a certain way. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, he felt like I, I hold it to a certain way to a degree. Like, as far as the business moves and stuff, I don't feel like certain moves y'all need to be involved in. You know what I mean? Like, that was pretty clear-cut in those in those in that sit down and it was never an actual like he didn't outright say y'all are my employees and like y'all work for me type shit but you know it was it was the the, the tone was definitely there with him yeah yeah and I, I think just based on the way he was talking to him and the way he was carrying it and not really being saying he's going to be transparent and then when they're asking for the paperwork as far as just you know because they were working on a profit based margin you know mm-hmm, what I mean? So mm-hmm. anything, I think mm-hmm. the lines were always skewed in terms of what's coming in for the Joe Button podcast and then mm-hmm. what's going out for the Joe Button network and what's mm-hmm. and what are you using? Are you using your money from the Joe Button mm-hmm. podcast for the network? You know, because mm-hmm. if that's the case, then now the accounting has to be right because at a certain point, you can't use our profit margin, which is how we're being paid to fulfill other entities within your network that we don't get a part of because if mm-hmm. we're doing we're doing shows we're doing tours merch all those different type of things patreon which they got a bag for and they got paid handsomely throughout this entire time based on mm-hmm. what they've even said themselves in their instance and we'll, we'll get to Rory mm-hmm. and all but i think that the accounting got to be right and if you're dealing with such an established accounting firm then mm-hmm. your issue shouldn't be with your man's asking you questions 
Your man yeah. shouldn't be asking you detailed questions because your accounting firm that you hired needs to be, be held accountable. accountable. Those that's where your misplaced anger should be. And at the same uh-huh. time, if my boy ever asked me about money and we're we're potting together, I don't have a right to get in my feelings about being asked, no matter what my place is in, in mm-hmm. the podcast, whether I'm bringing in more of the money with sponsors and all that stuff or my likeness or not, because mm-hmm. we have a business and that that's why friends and businesses shit, they say that don't work because people come into it as friends and never want to handle the business part because the business is uncomfortable and they never got uncomfortable. Joe never got uncomfortable. He made them comfortable being uncomfortable and they Mm -hmm. were comfortable being uncomfortable for way too long. That's just, that's just my opinion. Like people got to speak up when they feel a certain type of way, especially when it's amongst friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, like I said before, before, uh, the accountability definitely lies on both sides, but as far as Rory and Ma, I think the accountability definitely falls on them as not like addressing that early and letting it get so deep in. So now it's like, all right, now it's a blow up. You know what I'm saying? Where it could have just been handled from the jump <clears throat> at the beginning. And it's a lot of little things too, right? Because they were like, uh, you know, at one point Maul said, fuck that contract on the last time that they were all on there together. Or maybe it was the first contract. Like we boys, we, 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 we homies, we should be able to get through this. You know what I'm saying? That always struck me as I get what you're saying, but no, it's not fuck that contract. <laughs> everything yeah, is about never... everything is about that contract. You know so, what I mean? The, the outside looking in once again, like I said, not don't follow it, but uh Joe probably needs to rethink the structure of his podcast because it seems like he always gets in these because he got the name and the popularity to get it seen up front. Like, so he, they uh-huh. use his likeness, but as it grows, he feels like that's all part of him. And it, it, it just seems like, no, you the initial like latch on, but it's the conversations and everything that goes amongst this. That's, that's building this up. It's that's what people are here for. Not just Joe button, Joe button name initially got him here, but it's the vibe of the podcast is getting everything. If Joe feels that if Joe feels like it's just him, there's other ways to do this podcast and it is do well, like Joe I, I, Rogan. Do like somebody uh, else where it's just you yeah. giving your point of view and you have like I a piece like, of God behind the behind the scenes like it going in. But front and center is you. But yeah, I, I feel like every um, time you just seen these, it's all three of them up in there. And then mm-hmm, other people mm-hmm. that came in to dabble, you know? And yeah, the same thing it was right. on uh complex, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what um Rory and Ma was saying, like they feel like Joe Budden feels like he's the reason why, like his, like his rap career and all that was the reason why, like it was pop. And I totally disagree. I feel like I, what Maul said, like, cause they got brought into the show. Joe Budden started the podcast without them. You know what I'm saying? So he was doing it initially by himself. And then he realized I need other people. Well, why would you realize that? You know what I'm saying? Like clearly he wasn't getting, you wasn't getting like you just didn't like the fit, or you wasn't getting the, the the viewers that you wanted, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like once they sat down, and once he had Rory and Maul next to him, it elevated. Now you're doing tours. Now you're doing. Now you're getting uh, Spotify deals. You getting you know big time deals, and now you got a network. Like all of that has grown based off of that. You know what I'm saying? 
So to to for him to think that he's just like I think he's gonna be in for a rude awakening in the next couple months, next few months. To realize, all right, listen, like <laughs> unless somehow the drama keeps it afloat, but I just feel like he's gonna be in a rude awakening with that. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't realize and really undervalued the chemistry of all three of them. Rather it just been him being a over the top character, him bringing the topics like the the whole reason why the podcast did so well with all three y'all, not just you. Like Rory and Maul ended up building their own fan base off of that podcast, and there's a reason why. The reason why, like people like all three of them together, people like them bouncing off each other. So I think he he's gonna be in a roof awakening for undervaluing that chemistry. Yeah, I, I agree, and I don't agree, but I agree from the standpoint of you know Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Everybody, Will was the star clearly, but. We all love Carlton. We loved Ashley. We like Uncle Phil. We like the first um, um, auntie. I'm not necessarily sure about the second one. Aunt Aunt Viv. Viv, First (laughs) (laughs) Aunt But what I'm saying is the the cast matters, man. And over time, as an audience, you grow to love the cast and their nuances and all all the little things that they do. And as the star, you can't ever fall victim to that. And all these years later, going back to the first Prince of Bel-Air, you know, he had to apologize to Aunt Viv. Remember? Yeah, he, he had to for yeah, how he, he treated that, he her did. and how he let her go out of the show. He had all the power mm-hmm. in the world to keep her around, but the ego and 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 being very young in the business, he didn't necessarily handle that well. And I'll correlate mm-hmm. that to Joe. You're 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 young in your business. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. a rapper. Yeah, you did all these different mm-hmm. type of things, but you've never been a podcaster. You've never been a media yeah. mogul. Yeah, you don't know how to he's lead. A, he's the biggest he's ever been. Yeah, he's the biggest he's ever been. Right. You know what I'm saying? So and, like, and his his way of leading, and I think to the most recent episode where they had the therapist on that dropped, uh, we're, we're recording yeah, this I on didn't a watch Sunday. Yeah, uh, well, you can't. You got to have Patreon now. They putting everything oh, behind yeah, the yeah, paywall. Yeah. Oh, they put it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, man. Like, but you know what I was saying is, um, you know, even she was saying that, yo, you had, had an ish, and Ice was like, yo, you, you're in a different position right now. So, as as big as you've gotten and how you've grown in terms of the business sense, is how you have to grow as a leader. You know what I mean? And at the same time, on the flip side, with your friends, how many of your friends still see you in the same light? And I'll ask this to you in, in prayers. There's many of your friends mm-hmm. that still see you in the same light and you are not the same dude you were many years ago. And I that's, think that's, that's, true. that's the same way that Maul and Rory see Joe. Man, you, you do. You, uh, you know I don't know about that. I, I do, because if, if, if they didn't, Maul ain't bringing back up um, all the things that he used to do for Joe. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the little stuff little things where nah this was us this ain't you i remember when you wasn't packing out these shows and all these different type of things like yeah that happened you know what i mean yeah that happened he grew over time you know what i'm saying but i I don't think that they looked at him as who he's elevated to in the rooms that he's in now and the people that here talk he's talking to even maul said the room he's finally in the rooms that he couldn't talk to certain people when he was a rapper Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. me, that's a slight, but mm-hmm. it's the truth too. You know what I mean? It's the truth. I don't think that's a slight. That's a, I think that's a slight. I think Joe knows that. He knows that. Yeah, he's actually talked about it. Right. So he's mm-hmm. in he's in those different type of rooms. But never mind what what how I feel about 
the the slights of them all. That's because that's not that's instant consequential. What I'm saying is just it's like you have to grow up and be a better leader as as you get more responsibility. And they also say, yo, you got to treat every individual in your in your operation differently because everybody has a different personality. Certain things that make certain people tick, it makes them tick. You know what I mean? And you have yeah. to find you can yell at one player. I think Ice. I mean, Ish had the the perfect analogy. One player, your point guard, you can yell at, and that gets him activated. And your center, you yell at him, he may turn into a little bitch and not yeah. perform. You got to know uh-huh. how to work both of those different guys that you work with uh-huh. because those are the main cogs that you started with, and you're on now. You run a network, so see the thing is, and and the one with Karen Civil, you you talk to Karen Civil a different type of way. You know what I mean? Like you have to do yeah, these yeah, these right. different type of things. So I think that this friendship thing went a little too far in terms of we don't need contracts. Oh yeah, you do. You need yeah. a certain type of respect. And I think the respect in the friendship was lost in the midst of all that. And, you know, it's like Perez said, man, it, it can come off as shady when the numbers never come back right. A $400,000 mistake by your accounting firm? Yeah, that's not, that don't happen, bro. I'm sorry. That, that just don't happen, bro. And, and, and if that did happen, they need to be fired immediately. <laughs> why? Why ain't you suing at that point? Why mm-hmm. suing at the, the? Tell me up front, yo. They found this mistake. Your next thing should be we suing. We getting us mm-hmm. eight hundred thousand for this four hundred thousand they missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know if they. I don't know. I, I feel like that's where they were. Like to me, it was like I don't know if they want to get ugly like that with him. I don't know, but. To me, I just feel like um, it's hard for me to completely. I I, I do feel they side a little bit more because I do think that from what I was hearing from their side, there's definitely some shady areas that Joe was acting like. Anytime they brought up money, he got his energy changed. Like that would that would be a red flag for me too. You know what I'm saying? Like why is every time I ask you about accounting or like to you know some transparency on the business moves, you you. You act like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a little weird. But but I do think, like, that kind of, I can't really look at them as full victims because y'all grown men, y'all allowed it. You can't allow your money to slip away. You don't know what. what he. I mean, it could be a homie homie. And I just can't allow, you know, I can't. See, this is what I don't get. This is what I don't get. People constantly complain about this music business and everything else, but they keep, like, just, Constantly doing the same thing, like yeah. uh, like Joe Button complains about how he got robbed and uh, mm-hmm. uh, sold all this when he was his music career was going on. But it seems like now that he's in charge, he's flipping around and doing the same. He's doing the same shit. Like he's so, or, what did you learn, or what are you gonna do different, or did you just like, oh, I got to be cutthroat the same way? Because then, I, what do you really what what? I don't want to hear your nonsense no more about your your rapper uh, persona and everything else that happened in your past. Don't sit on here and talk about it one second more. If all you're gonna do is turn around and do the same thing, you're a damn hypocrite. Quit being the fucking hypocrite. Can I ask y'all a question, both about y'all podcast businesses? Yeah, yeah the podcast up? business that we we've had. What have you guys learned in the years that you've been podcasting and as? Your your role in in working with others from its inception till now, 
in in correlation to what we're talking about with Joe's pod? Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, so yeah, I mean, what I've learned, which is still teaching me, you know what I'm saying? Because um, like this whole thing has taught me a lot as far as like making sure shit is lined up correctly, making sure like you know if you're gonna take it to a business route, how to do it and all that. But I will start out with mine. Like when I started out the podcast. Um, I literally threw the idea out on a listening party. The guy um, I ended up working with, his name was Manny. <clears throat> and uh, he had the, you know, he had a, a, a midnight puff bus. It was, uh, it went around the city. And so the whole idea was, all right, we'll run a podcast on the bus. And um, at first I was going to provide the, the audio and, and I had talked to him. Like he asked me about doing video. And I was like, no, I, I don't, you know, all I care about is getting the audio done. He said, well, I got a video team. I can run it. <clears throat> All right. So I was like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't, I don't have the, the the means to invest in the video team right now. So if you got one, all right, cool. <clears throat> well, the audio thing, he ended up, it, long story short, they ended up taking over the audio too because the audio guy I got into had some uh, personal shit happen. So, uh, like, it started out, kind of like a little slow thing, you know what I mean? Having artists come on and then once it started c- catching on and like getting them, getting a the popularity, uh, we broke it up into, all right, we're going to do this season 10 or 10 episodes for this season. And then we're going to follow it with the, the second season. Well, the guys that did the video, like, um, they were giving me the audio and I was able to get the audio out, but it was taking forever to get the video out. <clears throat> and so, I was like, what's going on with that? Well, you know, Manny's not, we're not seeing what we need to see on our end. Um, so we got to hold on to the content. All right, well, I'm not involved in that. And I learned that, like, all right, I need to make sure I'm involved in that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I'm not involved in that. I don't know what he, I don't really know what y'all agreed upon as far as like payment and all that. So I can't speak to it. Well, then it started turning into, um, they asking me like, you know, how much, how much are, how much are you going to put in for getting this video, getting the videos out? I'm like, I never agreed to that. You know, I'm not going to sit down and say I'm going to pay for it. Cause if it was up to me, I would have, y'all not my team. I, if I was going to pay, I'd pay for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? That's just not, that's not personal. That's just, I have a team that I would rather work with. I just can't pay for them right now. So that's why I said, no, you guys are working for money. <clears throat> and so then it started turning that. Well, you know, long story short, um, I ended up getting my first season out, but the second season got cut short. I only got a couple of episodes out, and uh, and that was that. <clears throat> so, pretty. And that, and what I learned from that is like, all right, like I can't. If, if this is like something that I'm going to possess, like how Joe Budden I think feels about his, like this is how something that I feel that I created and I want to possess, then I need to make sure that the creative control and all that is underneath me and not necessarily me underneath them. And if I have a team that I can hold accountable, I can hold them accountable on, all right, video's not out in a week or two, what the fuck is going on? I'm not getting my audio back two or three days from now. What the fuck is going on? Why am I waiting two or three months for this shit? So, like, that was for me as far as, like, beginning stages, uh, making sure, like, I have the right team around me. If I do have a team around me, I know how to hold them accountable. I have I have the uh, the means to do that, and I'm not a middle. I'm not dealing with middlemen. I'm not feeling like I'm a middleman between two other people 
that are literally making, you know, making decisions on when and when I cannot release my content when I'm the one creating the content. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the one sitting down with the people. I'm the one interviewing. I'm the one doing all of that. And now I can't put it out to two or three months later because whatever y'all got going on, whatever personal shit y'all got, or whatever business shit y'all got going on, I have to hold on to it. So I'll never be in that position again. There's no disrespect to those guys. I still fuck with Manny. Um, and that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you know, he still, I could do other things with him. I could reach out to him and do other stuff, but I'll never be in that position again with this podcast because I'll never want to have to, because I, you know, I would have people waiting on stuff getting released. And then, you know, they giving me the video six months, five, six months later. And I'm like, well, this audio has been out six months. Nobody's going to view this. And they're worried about where we're not getting views and we're not getting people to, to engage in the YouTube and I'm like, well, you're putting out content that's six months old on a podcast. You can't do that. They're not going to pay attention to that. They've already listened to it. What are you adding in a, a video that's any different from the audio? You know what I'm saying? So like, it just, I'll never be in that position again. So that was a learning process for me. <clears throat> uh, as far as, and, and I started out the podcast literally on just throwing it out there on like people kind of fucking with whenever I say things, they kind of fuck with it. So I just was like, hey, you know, what about this? And people fuck with it. So I was, I literally was a rookie and I, I grew into that. And now I have a better understanding. Okay. <laughs> if I'm working with this person, then this is what it is. Like with the wood shop now, I have set time. Like every last weekend, I have a set time when I'm getting the content back. You know, um, we have set, you know, what the what the prices are going to be, how much we get off of those prices when the shows run and stuff like that. So, you know, I just learned a little. I just learned how to move a little different. So, if you're asking me, communicate, 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 communicate. Anything of anything about this business that we're doing right here, the minute it switches from yeah, to right. business, nothing's off limit. Let's talk about it. And I can ask questions. You should be asking freely to ask questions. And if we're, mm-hmm. whatever the split is, know that you need to pull your weight for that split. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. it's half and half, it's not me doing 80 and you doing 20. It needs to be the yeah. equal split. And that, that's the one way it's going to stay. Or we're going to have to come back to the table and let's renegotiate what's going over here. Cause it's going to be that constant communication and that stuff move forward is going to be more and more piled or more and more act. And that's going to be having to give up. So you got to be able to say, Hey, we just got this added in. Who's doing this? Who's running this? Who's going here? Mm-hmm. And that little part mm-hmm. is going to do something. So, where, like I said, with the name, it may have been up front to get the people up in here. Hey, this is Joe's. He's getting this much portion, right? And uh, just mm-hmm. like you see on like any TV show, when it gets to a certain little point, two, three years down the road, you may have to renegotiate these actors' contracts. And your star I- <clears throat> may have been getting 70%, may end up getting 40%. And the other ones, you know, split going up. And I think that's kind of mm-hmm. like where all these situations like arise. Like, like, like y'all was saying, Joe probably still deserve a lion's share of the percentage. But that just saying that it should be reworked. That's not unheard of. The, the, not. Issue, the issue with me with that was like my own right. I think they said it was profit based, right? Yeah. Profit based. So they have every right to ask how much money is getting brought in. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, if it's profit-based, then you're getting paid based off the profit that's getting brought in. So if it's, you know, if we're bringing in uh, more money on this streaming service where we got this deal, I need to see how much we're making off the Spotify deal so I can see how much I'm getting off of that deal. 
if it was a straight salary or straight like clean cut, this is how much you get paid no matter what, they had no reason to talk. Then you gotta worry about then you gotta work worry about all right, when this contract ends then I can renegotiate. Not all businesses renegotiate from the before is, the contract is, is up. And it's pointless for Joe's argument of saying, like, they get this much percentage. That is the reason he kept getting new deals, because the mm-hmm. context of the whole like, hey, we got we start off with this minister travel. You're giving this money. Point. Now we bring in this much to the table so we can renegotiate. That's the whole that's how he was getting more money on that end. And I so think to say that your employees can't renegotiate their contracts is insane. And it's insane for him to think that he can continue saying you only getting this much percentage as we grow. Everything changes, man. And I think he took it as like, hey, y'all trying to open my books to see what's coming in as a to- in the totality. Yeah, we know you got the pull-ups. Yeah, we know you got state of the, the culture. Yeah, we know you got uh mm-hmm. what, what else does he mm-hmm. have? Um m- multiple he different got the pull-up, state of the culture. I think he got another one too that he's been doing. Yeah he got another one uh, on, on Revolt, that's state of the culture. Uh the pull up and I'm not sure uh what the other things are. But like and then he has the network as as a whole. So mm-hmm. he's doing a lot, maybe too much. Maybe it's worth mm-hmm. it to have a general manager to where that person mm-hmm. is running it or daily oper- director of operations. You're running the daily operations. It's a go between. That's hey, mm-hmm. say bomb. Where, where's the footage? Hey, such and such. Mm-hmm. What's this? Hey, I noticed that you um you didn't edit this out these last two times when Joe told you to edit that out. Hey, man, I need you to get on point with the editing. Yeah, you need mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. as a middleman to be the bad guy. That way you can come in and you can still have creative control. At the end mm-hmm. of the day and final say so. But the way mm-hmm. your your business is structured now, you're doing everything being so hands on with it. And I think that's one of the things that he can learn as a leader. And that's one of the things that I've learned as a leader over time. I don't have to be the one doing every single thing. Yeah, doing everything. I can put yeah. everybody in position to do everything and we have meetings. Them dudes wasn't even having meetings, press. Huh? Like exactly. Huh? <laughs> you know what that's I'm saying? Crazy. And I know and we're one, structured. And that's one thing. No, sorry. I, I, no, I, I was going to say one last thing. I said, I know we're structured. Um, we've all been in the military or, and still in the military. So we're structured to have meetings you, and have those talks. Only you. I know, only, only me. I know, only me. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. You know, I'm getting out soon. I'm getting out soon. But like, like, we're conditioned to have these meetings. But I think anybody in a corporate environment or setting, um, should have meetings. Should have meetings so you can kind of get things off over time, and then you'll start to have a timeline. Oh, damn, we did talk about X, this issue yeah, X, 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 Y, Z, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We talked about it all these meetings ago. Maybe we should change this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, from from our business dealings, you know, all, all I'll say is like, pres, I'll echo present sentiments. It's about communication because. When you when you keep doing the same thing, or as you expand and everybody has ideas and they're bringing things to the table, you know what I mean. They want to be heard in terms of what they're asking and in the, in the the work that they're putting in. They want to be paid from it, and when they start asking mm-hmm. for the paperwork on it, you cannot get mad as the boss. Once again, mm, yeah, you can't get mad as been, the boss. Yeah, that looks shady. Like, can you imagine going to your boss and? Asking, all right, you know, what's my pay or how much am I getting paid this week? And it's like, you don't even know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little silly. You know what I mean? Like, I can see how that would raise, raise the flag. But I was going to say, like, as far as communication and meetings, like, that is one key thing I learned 
from dealing with the past as far as like when I started and now I'm dealing with how I've been running it now is like me and the guy that runs a wood shop or a paint, we meet every Thursday, you know, and if we don't meet on Thursday, we at least call each other or like text and say, Hey, you know, this is, are we still in line to do this? Like we have a whole like spread, like a whole like Google document where we've written down, uh, different ideas, different plans, like, um, but how are we going to start working on getting sponsorship and all that? So we, we actually meet in that way. We can hold each other accountable on a week to week basis on what is expected. And we're on the same page. And if something falls through, we're not like he, he told me, listen, man, um, you know, it's probably going to be better for us to do Sundays because Friday and Saturdays or now that stuff is starting to open up, we're having people want to book those days. And the podcast is a little bit more limited as far as capacity. And also, you know, they're going to, if I'm getting offered a thousand dollars to rent the space out, I can't say no based off of just having a podcast. That's bad business. And I I told exactly. And I told him, I was like, bro, like I'm not going to, I can do a Sunday. Like that's not a problem for me. Like I can, but that, that only happens if we meet week to week. So if we didn't meet the week to week and then I'm expecting to have a show on a Saturday and he hit me up after three weeks, he hit me up that week. He's like, Hey, we got a band coming in Saturday. We got to reschedule. That will fuck me up. Cause now I got guests. I've got tickets. I got sold and now I have to reschedule and try to figure out, all right, well, let me, I got to figure out where I'm moving and guests at, or can we still do it? You know what I'm saying? So like, the reason we were able to scratch that and get that handled from the jump is we met week to week. And he told me straight up, like, I have to worry about this on this side. And I'm like, of course, you're a smart businessman. I would never tell you not to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. like, uh, so that, that, you know, that's a way of holding yourself accountable is having those meetings. And, yeah, that's wild to me that a podcast or something on that level wasn't doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's another thing. Yeah. yeah. That is a little crazy. Yeah, we same 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 here. It was like uh, at a certain point when we got to be more structured and was like, "Yo, we need to narrow down the topics and talk about these certain things." Hey, we we have a uh, a notes app or a Google Docs or Google Drive. Here, here's the whole show rollout. You need to put the information that you want to talk about, ideas you want to talk about, so everybody can see it well ahead of schedule. Um, not that I, you know, me, you know, we joke with the exec P, but it's a real real thing because now at the end of the day I'm like nah we scratching that we scratching that hey what about we talk about mm-hmm. this what about we talk about that how are we going to carry on to this like then that's when that was my role to come in and dissect what we're talking about but if you're not if all of the members and everybody's not contributing to that as far as the team and what we're talking about how do you expect everybody to get their stuff off and to contribute mm-hmm. if it's always Joe going off on you know or me or Prez or going off on a long ass tangent. And that's not something that everybody else is really into. You have to consider mm-hmm. everybody else's viewpoints and, and to be able to bounce off of everybody. Yes. It's the Joe button podcast. So I feel, I don't feel like I'm Joe button, but I feel like I can talk about almost anything, right? I can go mm-hmm. to relationships. I can go to music. I can go to sports. I can go to this. I can go to that. I'm comfortable in talking about those things and being transparent, but I got to be conscious that Prez may not want to talk about Relationships, oh, nah, you know what I'm saying. And, got he, he <laughs> talk show, bro. right, right. You know what I'm saying. So that those were like all the little iterations that we went into, and then it was like sweat equity. Who's doing shit? Mm-hmm. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, who is doing shit? <laughs> and if you, if yeah. you, if we had had it out, like, hey man, I need some help with editing. 
I can't edit, edit audio yeah. and video. We got to put out content. Yeah. This is infringing yeah. on my family time. Y'all out here having yeah. a good time with y'all families. I want to have a good time with my family. Like, it just, family. it came yeah. to like, like having real talks with that. And these, you know, it was a podcast of three now too. And these are my friends mm-hmm. over 20 years. Yeah. So we had to have those conversations yeah. and ultimately um, we went our separate ways for, for a, a lot of uh, various reasons, you know, but those are some of the things that over time is like, Hey, we're talking about it. Hey, we need this to change. If things don't change, before it becomes a, a full fledged business, and now we have LLCs and we doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. then we had to, you know had to do what you got to do because now when money comes into it and and people are spending things and doing all these different mm-hmm. type of things which we were already doing beforehand, people are going to start feeling a certain type of way when everybody else is investing into it and doing their own thing off the love, but when everybody mm-hmm. isn't on that same page with the investments and and the sweat equity too. Because you got to yeah, get it out the yeah. mud. Like your podcast don't grow overnight. No, it don't. Yeah, it does not. <laughs> it does not. Like, I'm a, you got to put marketing. You got to put marketing dollars. You got to care about how you look. You got to care about being on time. You got to care about knowing what the hell you're talking about and not winging it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people can hear that. And if you don't honor mm-hmm. the craft and do your homework, you're going to be left behind in terms of yeah. what it is. And um, you can be nice as hell and still nobody really hear you. But if you're consistent in your approach and regimented and, and care week in and week out, when you finally do blow, you'll see the end result. But it's work behind this shit. And when mm-hmm. everybody ain't on the same page, everybody's unhappy. Yeah. It, and that, it falls apart. Friends and no friends. Yeah. And, and plenty of people fall out over it. Like, But these are just our examples. Folks, you know, for y'all, for y'all that's listening and and where we think, you know, Joe, the Joe Bunn podcast could have kind of. It's a whole new realm as far as entertainment and media like podcasts. It's still new. And so with Joe Budden and all of this happening and even with our personal experiences, like we have a little bit of what happened with them happen to us. And so we, it's, it's all a learning experience. And for people that always ask, I have people to ask me all the time about starting a podcast, or like how, how to how to go about it. And like this is a this is a good episode to kind of talk about all that, and it's right in our field. That's probably why we're talking about it so long. But also, it's like you know, this is a new thing. So it's like I really hope um, people that are doing podcasts or are interested in that really pay attention to what's going on outside of the drama and the shade and the back and forth. Like really pay attention to what happened because a lot of these podcasts are friends or are people that know each other getting started, and so. Um, you know, you really need to pay attention to how all of that happened, how to get your own shit straight and realize it's not just turn on the mic and talking shit. Like if you really want to turn it into something, you really got to commit and turn it into something as a business. And then what goes into that? With all that said, Joe Button them was the top and they was the ones to be like in, in this realm, the hip hop, you know, culture, like talking about all this. That's where you aspire to be. So with them and mm-hmm. their little breakups, it's always good news to everybody up under them. Hopefully some of those <laughs> listeners come over here, you know who a little bit more structure. We got it. We got it down. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> For sure, man. So if y'all, you know, go go check out Iggy's Loudmouth Podcast. And then when you're done checking sure. that out, go check out Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I mean, I think you're gonna get a little bit of both. So, you know, and to fill that void. To fill that void. Yeah, your you'll podcast, get, you'll you know, get, you'll, you'll get yeah, you'll get sure. that, you'll get that feeling. You'll get that feeling man so yo Iggy man do, do we still got you, got more time with you or you, you gotta head out uh 
yeah, let me, I'm gonna go ahead and slide out. Uh, but yeah, it was good talking. Well, I will say this before I go, I know y'all finna get in it. Um, the J. Cole album, uh, probably gonna be in my discussion for mid year review, obviously. And uh, I'm gonna go on record and say it's an instant classic. That's just me, but I'll let y'all get into it. First, the Cuddy. Now the first one weekend <laughs> listen off of the J. Cole and you're throwing it up there, right? I'm throwing <laughs> okay. it up there. Okay. I'm throwing it up uh, there. Man, that's next month, huh? Yeah, in middle yeah, of next, next month. month. That's next month. So yeah, so we'll, so we'll get it. We'll get it. I'll give all, that'll be my time to hop in on the hip hop shit. All right, sure, man. Well, once again, Iggy, man, thanks for hopping on, man. Go take care of the family and kids. Tell the, the family and kids we said hello. Right. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all, Iggy, 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 Iggy's my podcast. Again, make sure y'all follow me. Um, I've got a, a great episode coming up at the end of this month. Um, and then I'm about to release the uh, episode the last month with a band called Call Me Spencer. One of my better episodes. So um, if you follow me, uh, make sure y'all lock in all streaming services. I'm on them, Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, so yeah, turn up, listen to me. And once again, fellas, I appreciate it, man. Ain't no doubt, man. No doubt, man. We'll have you back on, on the mid-year review. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. Peace. Man, I love his rant episodes, man. Whenever he goes on those, like, 15-minute <laughs> rants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, if you ever listen to this podcast, yeah, I know. sometimes he just, he just drops those rants. And I don't know. That's that's when I actually, like, dive in. And I was like, oh, yeah, I feel you. Like, when he's highly opinionated about one topic. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what you need to do, like. man. The sporadic joints and just get get those in between the big episodes with the interviews. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. But yeah. with that said, man, Iggy, Iggy let, let us right into it. He let us right into it. J. Cole, the off season J. is here. J. Cole, oh, J. Cole season. Off season. Man. How we feeling about that, Prez? How we feeling? How you feeling about that? Ain't, ain't no we. How you feeling about it? I, I had to spend a week or so off, you know, didn't really get in music like I need to because doing a lot of moving around. This was like my weekend to get music, you know, flowing again, got everything settled in the house. Great album to get this back started, man. Get me hyped and like, oh man, after all that, like this is the right move. This is the right type of music for me. I got people who never listen to the hip hop albums constantly like, oh, that J. Cole dropping. Like, like what we run a podcast about this, man. We run a podcast <laughs> about this. The nerve of these people to hit me up, you know the J. Cole coming out. Like, yes, yes, I know about every other album that's coming out this week too. <laughs> Chalk it up to people's excitement, man. I, I, yeah, man. Have you heard the cold yet? It's all I talk about every every single week. It's all good, though. It's all good, family. I know y'all don't listen to my shit, but go ahead, man. go ahead, bro. Oh, so obviously, obviously, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple texts. Y'all gonna talk about the uh, J Cole this week? No, we're not gonna talk about the hottest album that dropped. Like our, our, you know, Prez, will you stop insulting the listeners? <laughs> and our friends <laughs> Alright So let's get into this man what, what you think of the album Opening Opening You know we always big on intro Killer How did he do for us Killer Hey man so, As soon as I heard Cam I, I got hyped I was like Oh shit He finally did a song with Cam I, I'm excited The whole song And, and boy Did he that's a way to that's a way to set the tone. Like I'm here on my 
I'm here on my mixtape. That shit sound like a mixtape opener. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All bars, Cash. no filler. Cash, if we ever had to pay for anybody to do anything for us, I won't kill a cam doing us an intro for DSC podcast. He got to speak it, <laughs> speak it into existence, man. He got to, man, just to set it off, man. Hey, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something about that's the same type of feeling I I had when uh what was it come home with me? Same same type of feel how he just set it off on come home with me and then Cam Cam just went off man and, and that was just a perfect alley oop for Cole you know what I'm saying so at the end of the day man like we always say these intros is definitely how you how you make people want to get invested into it because after having such a layoff and and really not I won't say we didn't hear from Cole. I mean, you got the climb back on here. Then you had the interlude that dropped and you had his little run with a bunch of people. But again, everybody was like, man, KOD was dope. But we we need to hear, you know, we need to hear more from Cole. You know what I mean? And this 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 intro set it off perfectly. Yeah, man, that 95 South, man. Well, I was definitely locked. And then what was next? Amari. Yeah, yeah, that was next. Killed it again, but the, I think the one that really like drug me in was that next one, the My Life, the with Twenty One Savage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Look, 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 listen, man. Every time Twenty One come on, he say he he always steal the show. He's just sold the show on Khaled. Pretty much anything he's featured on right now, he's smoking, and it it be with the most. I won't say basic bars, but I think just his the presence and he's getting better at rapping, like truth be told. And a lot of people keep saying that uh I'll I'll jump to Pride as the devil real quick. A lot of people keep saying that it's little baby's turn and his it's his game moving up next. But I, I really feel like it's it's out of him, 21 Savage, and 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 those those two right there, he, he got the young guys that's up next on here. Really getting after it as far as rapping and and if y'all not familiar the older crowd that listen to us with these two, I think I think you all can appreciate these guys if you really dived into their catalog and what they actually do well because you know you'll get the hippity hoppers that that listen to certain type of music only and then they'll listen to Twenty One and and Little Baby and say ah th- these guys ain't it but they can really rap and they're making good music that everybody enjoys for the most part when they do make music. So my life and then Moray came on there. He killed it as well. And Cole did what he did. And this is probably, probably my favorite song off the whole album, to be honest with you, as far as the main, the ones that they intended to be like a single. Hey, I want to take it back a little bit too. Cause I forget. I, I feel like we missing one little key part in the production on this album. Different. Yeah, for yeah. a cold type album, you know what I mean? Like, and did did you enjoy like, it though? Like you, was, you said different, I, but I, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it always, it gave you a, always on every song. It seemed like it was giving you a little bit of the old with a mixture of the new. But Jake Cole didn't do no really no singing or that much singing on here. Matter of fact, I think he had a lot up there talking about like uh, killers, drug dealers, or something like that doing the singing. Now, like they the one who doing the singing. I'm like, hold up, Jake Cole, you the song on quite a few albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he's, he's he did it more so in the verses. You know what I mean? Um, but he had some sing song. He had some sing songy hooks in there. But I I heard actually I heard Boss a lot on here um, singing. So the two Boss feet uh, Boss features. 
mm-hmm. on here. He was singing on there because I'm like, oh, oh, I I ain't heard them rap together in a minute in terms of just him and Boss, but Boss on there harmonizing, doing his thing. And if you if you don't rock with Boss from Dreamville, uh, go ahead and catch up because he's super super talented as well. But he's, and that, he's that's the one that seemed like Cole is trying to get an alley oop to saying up next. I think he said that several times on here too. Like who who's the one that uh, you know coming up out of his crew out of Dreamville. Uh, but yeah, boss, boss has been nice on there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just felt like he was he was rhyming, man. Like on this one, like it was all lyricism, like it, you know I me, mean? and he was showcasing that a lot. And he just felt like he had a point to prove, and a lot of that you can take that from the documentary itself. On you know, how do I want to be remembered? You know, have you seen the documentary yet? Mm-mm. Yeah. So uh, you know, when the the off season documentary. It, it tells you exactly why you got this type of coal. Uh, it's quick 12 minute, 13, I think there's 12, 13 minutes or whatever documentary on YouTube. It'll give you an easy, you know, he just wanted to not be stagnant. And you know how every artist comes into their career at this point where they've dropped several albums. They the man, they could live off the fruits of their labor, a la Kendrick, Drake, Jay, Nas, you know what I mean? But what keeps you hungry to still top yourself? Because that's all you compare to when you're when you're one of the the goats, you know what I mean. And I can you can honestly say that regardless of what you feel about Cole, he's one of the goats. So that that was like the energy he was he was on this this album for sure. When you're an artist and you're that competitive and you want to be known as the great, do you want any of these lukewarm albums in your discography when you when you know that you have the opportunity to to eradicate that? I think I talked about this uh, right before I like went on my little hiatus, my little two week break. Uh, but I think he he sealed it, Cash. Like I, I, these people, they've been so long since they last album. You want to be upset, but when they drop an album, they come with it, they elevate, they bring everything along, they bring the sound to a new part, and that's where it's gonna go. And I think he did it once again on here. Uh, he. He done carried it in a new direction. Like like everything been sitting on pause until like those big artists seems to like move the needle a little bit and change the direction. And it seems like that's what happened with J. Cole once again. He's going to shift everybody back to backing up off the singing as much, get back into rhyming. Oh, oh, definitely. So and that, that's the highlight of this of this album. It's the highlight of yeah. the album. It ain't got nothing. In the, the, it got excellent placement and features, but the highlight is the rapping. What everybody's tweeting, what everybody's talking about, the Mario and Luigi thing. Uh, the, mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about things that 21 Savage said on there, my life, a hundred mil. Like they're talking about the words that this guy is saying. When the last, like, it's not too often, like unless Kendrick Drake or the big dogs drop, when the bars actually get discussed. You know, on, on that level, and and I think that this is a perfect album for what Cold Thirty Six. I mean, this man dropped the album and, and went and played pro ball in Africa. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cold. I said he dropped in Africa. Uh, oh, he did one pass, man. Calm down, man. Like, hey, man, he played he more really minutes than he had points, <laughs> rebounds, and assists. I get it, man. 
I get it. I get it. I get it, man. But it, you got to applaud him, man. I, I came in here no more shit on it. Yes, last week, but I did. Uh, personal, personal accomplishment. Personal. Accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Be on the ball team. You was on the ball team. Right, right. We all we all got things we wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, you know, you wanted to be a player until till your your shoulder and your knees gave out on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> knock them at all. You know, a hey, basketball players want to be rappers. They got the money. They can go buy a studio, be a rapper, put out an album. If rappers want to be basketball players, they got the money. They top the lead. They put they something that go ahead. You do you. You do. Me. I'm gonna applaud, man. You put your your. You made your dream happen. I want to go. <laughs> I, I want to go back to what you said earlier, though, Prez, in terms of how we complain about. The big dogs not dropping, but then when they finally drop, and it's like this that you you truly appreciate it. Do you feel like Cole set the tone amongst the big dogs to be the first one to drop? Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, this is a little leadership, little key that I've learned throughout my little lifetime, man. Hey, when you the first, nobody grades you as harshly. So if the other ones come out and they, uh, and they give us the same, it's, uh, uh. well, if you're first, you kind of set the tone and you grade and everything off the, off that. So by him coming out first, if this had dropped probably after a, a fire Kendrick, you'd be like, ooh, well, that J. Cole was, uh, but nah, since it dropped first, you are, you're going to hold it in that high regard. And that's the way I look at it. That's why I'm always like the first one, hey, you need to stand up and do this or you need to give a speech or something. I'm going first. I'm going out front. <laughs> I set the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yo, so you have any personal favorites on this joint? Like, as far as the let's the let's intro. go to the B sides. You know, I, I, we I played. I, I played the intro. Like uh, intro. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I love that killer cam and him, and I love the beat switch. Like halfway through it, bro, and like I'm going on, just giving that. Uh, but he had that little crunk vibe in it too, man. I'm, I'm 95. That's a play. <laughs> uh, what about the fight with Diddy that he finally uh, owned uh, up yeah, to? He finally admitted to and, and saying that 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 happened, man, uh, was the last scuffle that he got into was with Diddy, and it's just like okay, uh, <laughs> I need to know the details. You can't just drop a ball like that and not give me the details, man. Twenty thirteen, I know it was eight years ago. With. It's it's <laughs> over and done with. Uh, I don't need to know. I need to know what happened between Drake and Diddy before I need to know what J. Cole and Diddy happened. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but 12 songs didn't left you wanting more. Had you appreciating the weight. J. Cole, once again, comes out with a solid. Uh, I'm looking for the kink. If the only kink I've seen so far and J. Cole, if you want to call it that, uh, I still think the first six or so songs off that album was good, but for your eyes only. You know what I mean? I think that's the only like step back if you want to even question J. Cole's catalog. That's where it looks at in my eyes. You know what I mean? You, you tell me if I'm lying or, or if I'm off by off the mark by big time. You think for your eyes only is a classic in your eyes. And Go ahead. Let me know. Yeah, I, I don't. It is one, my least favorite Cole album, but uh, it yeah. got some joints on there. If you go back to it, it's a little bit more relatable at this age. Um, but but right now, I mean, I, I still say it's my least favorite J. Cole project. But I mean, I wanted to go back to the production because Boy Wonder is, you know, he produced 95 uh, South and then he produced Hunger on Hillside. So those are my two favorite joints. 
Then you got T minus. You know what I mean? So they laced them, man. And, and Cole did a little bit of production on here. So I like that he dibbled and dabbled into it. And there's a, there was like a, a whole bunch of other people on the production credits in terms of that had a, a hand in it. They may not be the lead producer in it, but a lot of people that lend their hands to it. So, yeah, man, at the end of the day, man, this is a well-executed uh, project. The rollout, super, uh, yo, man, super, super good, man. Like, he went and played pro ball. It's basketball theme like the rest of his his albums in terms of the come up, the warm up. It goes with the theme, man. Like and and he brings it back full circle, man. And then I just can't say enough good things about this brother and, and rapping and and he don't sound boring on here. <laughs> the old the old narrative of people that paint that uh yeah he sounds boring. You know why it doesn't sound boring because he opened himself up to production. And I think that production gives you the perfect ebbs and flows and how an album is supposed to be delivered, man. I wish we could play some of this stuff to, to you know, to give it that flair, man. But uh, my my personal favorite on here is, I'll say Hunger on Hillside, the uh, Let Go of My Hand, because, you know, it had a little, touched me a little bit with, you know, the kid and, and talking about his kid and raising his kid when you let your kid go and, and do what they're going to do. A hundred mm-hmm. mil. And of course, uh, my life. Those are my my favorite that I keep going back to right off the back. But that ninety five South, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to get past that. <laughs> it's just hard to get past that without rewinding it. It's hard. I be like, I have it on that that repeat, and when it comes back, like the album all Mac on repeat, and I just be looking forward to come back to the beginning of the album, just so that ninety five South come back to every time, man. That's that's, that's just me personally. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so y'all check out, check that out, man. Check out that off season. Check out the documentary. Uh, check out Cole's game. Hopefully, he have a better game than he had his first game. But all, all, you know, overall, great rollout, great album, great content, and hopefully, he drops something else by years in. You know, because I think that fall off, he may have that that bug, and I think he has a lot of the fall off ready to go. So hopefully that drops again, you know, at the, at the end of the year. I like how you keep throwing in the basketball, man. That's a personal accomplishment. That's accomplishment for him. I can care less about it's the theme. It's basketball. the theme. It's the theme, man. It's the theme of the album. That's his story. So <laughs> it means something when when you can tie a personal thing to it. Good on you. Good on you. Like I said, that's his personal accomplishment. Oh yeah. Also, any 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 tied in um, your man Dame Dollar in here. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on. He tied it in right. But it's some other things that we had dropped. Let, let's get off J Cole, man. Did you listen to anything else, or was it just straight J Cole weekend uh, for you? So first off, let's go back to last week when y'all disrespecting uh, the T Grizz. Uh, so T Grizz. I like what T. Grizz constantly come out. I don't know how he keep getting these YMW Melly like songs. I know everybody ain't the YMW. I think they always hold on, hold on, Prez. Song. We talking about T. Grizzly. The album is called Built for Whatever. Come on, man, get 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 back in the groove, oh, man. You gotta let people know what yeah, you're talking been, been, about. Yeah. So <laughs> last week, Cash and Iggy them was sitting on here talking about it. They they threw a couple of little, quick little shots at it and said like it wasn't for them. But hey, man, come on, man. T. Grizz, man. Every time he come out, man, I I thought the smartest in the room was uh was a good one, and then this one uh you know just a great follow up and him just like staying to his formula and. 
and you know just hitting it off like every time man uh, it's a surprise and I, I like it I, I like his energy I think everything that he says is authentic you know what I mean love his delivery he has that unique delivery I don't think too many people are like trying to copy so it's like it's fresh every time he come out so yeah there you have it that's Prez's retort to Bill or whatever T Grizzly if you want to check out the full review Go back to last week's episode with Iggy and myself, and, and we'll check it out. We won't belabor uh, that album. I don't like it. Prez does, but I think he can grow, and I don't think he's he's grown yet. I think he's making the same type of album every album, last three albums in a row. Pull that black drop one this week, right? Yeah, he dropped. He dropped. I only uh, listened to like whatever the the single was, which was a uh, Z look Jamaican. So. That one was cool. Got a nice little vibe to it, but I still haven't given it a, a shot with just kind of replaying this cold so much. So still doing a lot of moving around and stuff like this, but I did play the album. I thought the vibe was good. I haven't got uh, in-depth uh, on it, though, and actually I have to listen to it in all three of my... When I say all three, you know how it goes. The phases. You got to have the workout, you got to have the car, and you got to have the in, in the headphones just doing whatever. So uh, I, I, that's what I like to have. <laughs> and if you listen any other way, you're uncivilized. Like you, you, <laughs> you, you can't. You got to. You got to get it in different settings so you can. You know, you hear that beat bang when you really getting that workout in, and and sometimes you just feel a little bit different when you ride and when you when you work when you pumping some iron when you just on your. I'm just listening to some good music vibes and just cleaning up around the house. So different moods, and then you can really assess it. So, but some some joints are just great off the back, and no matter what setting. <laughs> yeah. Know? So I, I I haven't got the the full. You know, in the headphones, walking around the house. So, I'm gonna wait till I get the the other ones before I give a true assessment on that. That's to come next week. Have you heard the two joints though? The the singles. Uh, so Nicki Nicki Minaj dropped her old mixtape, "Beam Me Up, Scotty," but she had like two new songs on there. Uh, one no, with, I ain't listen to Nicki yeah, Minaj that, at all. Yeah, that one with uh, Weezy and Drake on there. <sighs> that's that's, a, that's okay. a tough that's a tough tune. And then uh, Migos, they also dropped uh, "Straightening." You know what I mean? So that that's a nice little tune as well, man. So and I've been playing "Straightening" and that that uh, Nicki and and what is it called? It's uh, "Seeing Green" by Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Lil Wayne. So and uh, it was funny though. I saw a tweet by Nicki. She was kind of admitting to being washed, and you know she's getting back into the, to rapping after having a baby and, and all those things and knocking the rust off. So it was it was cool to see a little bit of transparency of her owning up to being washed, which means that I I. I I listen to Nicki Minaj off the strength that um, she is one of those those women who could rap. I listen to um, Rhapsody, you know what I mean? Because I appreciate their pen first and foremost and, and what Nicki Minaj has grown into and the icon she's become. But um, to, to see her joking with the fans and getting more back out, active out there on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that and admitting to being watched, I thought that was, that was pretty cool, man. But Drake and, and Wayne, they came with it as far as the verses, man. So... And I was surprised, especially with Wayne. So there you have it, man. That's that's the music uh, wrap up. Unless you got anything else, Prez. Nope, we're gonna have going to dive deeper into the other ones next week. So be be on the lookout for that. Uh, be cash back in his element, not on uh, his little hotel hopping. It should be me in a little bit more established environment, uh, and then uh, but. I don't want to leave without us talking some sports. 
Oh yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Uh, we are gonna start an NBA with your uh, Lakers in the play-in game as, as we speak. What, what? Yeah, man, this has been a depressing month. Yeah, y'all y'all are officially in the play-in game. The Blazers won. Bro, this has been a depressing month. The Lakers, uh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> the Knicks finished one game below the Lakers. I just want you, I, you know, I just, I just 41 and 31. Y'all, y'all gonna end up with 40, 42 and 30. So, and in the West, that's not good. That's not good. In the not West, acceptable. Man. No, it's, it's gonna be an uphill battle. I don't, I don't care how, how healthy you guys are, which is in question, but. Now you got to be Golden State. Uh, so since this is coming out here, what if situation? What if we don't make it? Oh man, everybody except for LeBron and AD are gone. Everybody <laughs> goes. Everybody is a way that everybody can go. Like it's going to be Kuzma gone, Schroeder gone, Wesley Matthews. You you name it, they gone. But should it be that way? With the two biggest stars out majority of the season, like they for this last little push, they've been gone. Like it's to be expected, right? You ain't got the no time. Off. You ain't got no time for all that. Y'all should be the best team in the West, regardless of where you fall. If you if you guys are able to play and be relatively healthy, you guys you're gonna have a tough time. I, I don't think you you get out of any of these series. No, every everyone gonna be hard. Everyone I mean, gonna be hard for. Get in now, like we gotta fight. The, we gotta play the number one team. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix. I, I believe you. You go. You get in with seven against Phoenix. You're good. You're gonna have a hard. You. It, it can be like it, you know. Like at times, people say, "Oh man." Sometimes it's some of those series where it's like five games. They all close, but it's a gentleman sweep at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You can either end up with that in Phoenix, or you can end up in six, seven games with Phoenix. You know what I mean? The longer you go. With your guys' injury history, you just don't want to do so. Every single possession, everything is really going to count for you guys to be able to rest again because that's really what's going to help you and what helped you guys last year because you were able... I don't want to hear rest with them no more, man. They had to rest it long enough. You've been off with the injury, no rest. You get out there and you... I, I'm not that. saying rest. I, what, I, what I mean by lower risk for injury... Since y'all so injury prone, if you can get out of a series, get the hell out of the series. You know, even if you even if you play a Phoenix Suns, even if you play a Utah Jazz, depending on wherever you guys end up, you know what I mean. I, I just think that that's the best case scenario for you. Now y'all end up in eighth seed and y'all play the Utah Jazz. That's where I'm a little, little worried. <laughs> I'm a little worried because them them boys shoot the damn lights out and they got nothing but professionals with experience on that team. Phoenix, Chris Paul, I'm not too impressed with what he's done in the playoffs in the past. So I think with all those youngins, y'all should be able to get get over on experience and talent alone. So, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, man, this is this is a fun thing, man. I've been watching, like I was telling Iggy last week, I've been watching Memphis Grizzly basketball, San Antonio Spurs. I've been rooting for other teams. It's been so close on, in both conferences, man. This playing game is actually a success, man. I hope I, I hope it's here to stay. 
But yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely makes it exciting for this last couple of little weeks. Where it's usually just like a what if everything's pretty set, they got their schedule. You know, this does make it a little bit more exciting. And and some teams Uh, still felt um found ways to tank (laughs) or or duck people in in this last game, which Denver set all their guys. I mean, they didn't have nowhere to go. I mean, yeah, they didn't have nowhere to go whether they won or lost. So I, I get it, but you know. But who they yeah. were playing, who they were playing could have affected something. You know what I mean? So they get to not see the Lakers and they get to see Portland in the first round. So it's a little bit of maneuvering there. People won't notice it. But Denver, I don't think y'all wanted that Lakers smoke in the first round. And, and Portland is a, is a better matchup at the end of the day. Now let's move to the East. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Gloat, gloat. Y- y'all earned it. Never in a million years. I, I can't. I'm I'm super proud of these guys, man. I, I did not see this coming this year. I have not talked about my Knicks no a lot this did. year. No one did. No one did. I'm 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 through the roof, man, with this, man. Like I haven't been more excited and rooted for a team in terms of a Knicks team in such a long time because they embody. The very reason why I became a Knicks fan with John Starks, Patrick Hewen, even though through all their failures, they they just played hard and played together in team basketball. I mean, you had Patrick Hewen as the star, but those other guys really excelled in their roles and you got to know them and you got to love them. You know what I mean? And I think that's what happened over the course of this year. I mean, Reggie Bullock, Derrick Rose had a renaissance year. I mean, you you name it, man. Julius Randle, your former former Laker, then he got passed off to the Pelicans, and now he comes to us, and now he's all NBA and possibly going to get some votes for the damn MVP. He's not going to win it, but he's going to be in the top five of that voting. You know what I mean? That, that That's a huge leap. R.J. Barrett, he went from having a mediocre um, rookie season and left off for all of the rookie, rookie awards in terms of in the NBA. He didn't even really make any of the rookie teams. He took that internally, came back, averaging 20 a game, and and really developed a jump shot. Every time I see him taking a jump shot now, I believe it's going in. Every time he's taking a three. Last year, clank, I, uh, I cringed to see him shoot it because he couldn't shoot it well at Duke. Came in the league, couldn't shoot it well on the Knicks. But he, he's grown over the course of time. Manuel, quickly, I'm like, I'm so proud of these guys, man. And and we really actually have home court in the first round. Like, I can't believe this, man. I, I can't believe this. And we could actually beat the Hawks. We have a we have a real shot at beating the Hawks. And people are excited about New York basketball, man. I can't wait to see Brooklyn, man. I can't wait to see Brooklyn, man. If we if we can <laughs> hold, mm. up, hold up, time out. You just switch mm. up. Mm. You not even supporting the home the home now? No, no Brooklyn. I, I, I was listen, man. My shirt says once a Nick, always a Nick. I don't <laughs> okay. care. They always they always be the Jersey Nets to me. I don't give a damn where they at. <laughs> they may be on my home soil. I'm from Brooklyn, y'all. If y'all don't know that, but uh, I don't give a shit about that, man. I've always been a Knicks fan, man. Always, uh, yeah, man. But can't wait for the playoffs to come in. We we're gonna have some guests too come on for the playoffs to to discuss uh, some of these games. I may I know for sure. I promise you guys, I'm going to come on randomly with certain games. If certain games keep me up and I got things to say about it, I'm randomly going going on. Y'all going to get a little quick 15 minutes from me, and I'm, I'm going away. 
Perez probably might do the same thing because I know he gonna be on the edge of his goddamn seat man, with these legs. <laughs> Hopefully, I ain't crying on you, man. Like, ah, damn, man, like you sitting here talking about your, but it, it's good to hear, man. Like you, the, you named teams in the '90s for the Knicks, and you just getting that same joy now. Yeah, no, I had the joy with the mellow during the mellow years and Jr. Smith. Nope, no, you just said Kenya Martin. About you know, don't no going. I love the mellow. Yo, we that's the last time we. Been been son to what 2016 like when Melo was there so I mean it's been a minute y'all had y'all had Lynn Sanity yeah but that's short lived man short lived <laughs> <laughs> and where I is he that. now I get to keep, I keep the and where is he now man they can get yeah. back can't even find his way back in the league he don't want to ring with the Raptors and they let him go yeah, maybe maybe this. maybe they'll bring back Tebow to play point guard somewhere. I don't know. Hey, never know, man. Thirty five, he may come. Yeah, he may know, come he to the league. To and I know he always wanted to play NBA, so maybe somebody can make that happen. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, so speaking of Tebow, y'all spoke on that last week too, but y'all didn't bring up like a good point that I thought was on there, man. Talk to I know us. We jumping around, so we're gonna leave off the basketball. There we go, people. Uh, hold up. Pause. Go back to the basketball real quick because uh, they just had the Hall of Fame induction. You had KG, you had uh, Tim Duncan, and you had Kobe Bryant get inducted into the Hall of Fame this last week. Uh, really, uh, in, I thought all of them speeches was great. Uh, I didn't know what was going on with Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan trying to get a little bit of swagger finally in his life, and you know, late on in life with this little hat and everything going on. I was like, but wasn't he the clean cut guy and the no no uh, no attitude? Now he the old. Now- the old dude that just just you know get to relax and kick back, man. Got got them several different ladies now, man. Ladies, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I thought I thought they killed it, and uh, you know, Vanessa up there doing Kobe's induction. The way she started off with oh, Kobe saying, "Ain't ain't this some shit?" Like if he had if he was back there getting to see it all. So, uh, very very heartfelt moments in that. Uh, definitely wordy, you know, of it. KG and Kobe, the 96 little squad coming in, you know, getting getting there just due. So, uh, now switching over to the oh, before before you before we before you switch over, man. Uh, you know, Ben Wallace, Paul Pierce, and, and quite a few others, man, were named to the 2022 list of uh, NBA Hall of Fame. So. They definitely they let that out as well. So, and I know it's a few more other guys, but yeah, the truth the truth is a is a Hall of Famer, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had y'all talking about Tim Tebow. I think something y'all did mention on there that I was thinking of is like the whole Tebow mania and stuff like this has sucked up the media, and I think. This is an excellent move by Urban Meyer, who's a unexperienced like NFL coach. Uh, you have a new rookie quarterback coming in, and Trevor Lawrence, aka Sunshine, uh, out there. Uh, and <laughs> what way to divert attention than getting somebody that you know is a friend who ain't doing nothing and say, "I know the media loves you." Hey man, would you come on and sign on as this, and then let you able to work behind the scenes to actually build a team? That's the way I look at this. I do not see Tebow. I would be shocked if Tebow 
is still on this team halfway throughout the season. I don't even think he makes the team. To be honest with you, I, I don't think he <laughs> makes the team at all. Like I think it's all a ruse and just to get this kid through training camp and to get some buzz about the Jaguars because they're going to be a shitty team. So I, I really, I don't, I don't care. I, and, and also, I don't care to watch all of the coverage. Like that's all they've been talking about. It's like, and um, I, I also want you to touch on Aaron Rodgers as well. Like all of. Like who? I don't know, man. Like they they so starved yeah, for yeah, information yeah. for NFL, yeah. and it's like, damn, like so he ain't going point, nowhere. Though, they said he ain't going yeah. nowhere. At this point, though, where does Aaron Rodgers go? Who's gonna trade for him? Who has the capital to trade for him? It's the NFL. They point. don't make. They don't make. I mean, if if blockbuster trade is gonna come, it's gonna have to come in the next two months. Because but then, it's gonna be off like next year's draft, right? It can't. It's no longer this this draft picks is going on. Uh, how many draft first round draft picks are you willing to give up for a thirty seven year old quarterback and all this? Like MVP. Hey, do I would love to, I would love to have them, but I mean, at what expense? <laughs> at this point, at what expense? I mean, if it gets a Super Bowl, who cares? But. <laughs> if it don't, <laughs> that, that's a that's a. And he not even guaranteed that he's not even guaranteed a Super Bowl nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like he he hasn't he's gotten his team off to like very good regular season records. And but when he get into the playoffs, man, since that that Super Bowl win, he really he really ain't been winning them big games or getting back to the to the big game, to the Super Bowl itself. So. That's not a lock by giving up all your draft capital and your best players on your team. Not necessarily a shoe in. The only team that I can see that's like in a position and that could really take them, and I don't see no roadblock that would be in the way for the team accepting them Broncos. And I hate to admit that I don't want to see them up in there, but I mean, like. If you talk about the Raiders, where he's been tied to, what would we have to give up? They're going to want a lot of that key talent off that team. And then what are we left with? So is that is that what's going to get us? I don't know. I, I just know they're going to want a lot uh, for MVP. And But with the Broncos, you don't have a quarterback. You don't have one. So, like, anybody's who you want. I give you whatever because it's going to be a significant upgrade. It's going to get you more wins. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. And I here's the thing, man. Like it, it just depends on what the Broncos have have to offer, man. Because that makes the most sense. He goes to another conference. It kind of fits his playing style and the weather and everything like that. He's already used to the elements. But I don't, I don't see any of the offensive weapons and. You know, you may have to give him a year or two, John, and him by by him, I mean John Elway, a year or two, maybe three, to get that ball rolling with the offensive weapons coming in there. Because I don't know if you're going to have a dog like you have right now in Green Bay as far as that wide receiver. I know he keeps saying, and not he keeps saying, but we we know that Green Bay doesn't draft offensive guys for him, and it's all homegrown. But you're gonna have to wait equally as long as if you leave. You know, there's no place I don't see in the league to where he lands in a, a great position with the talent still being intact on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. So yeah. You might have to get over this shit. Yeah. So 
Raiders uh, schedule, man. How you feel about the Raiders schedule that came out? Man, we we on prime time, man. I know people sitting there saying like, "Oh, we got the bad end, like uh, we got the most like short weeks." Bro, we on Thanksgiving Day. We got the first open Monday night. Uh, we play Kansas City up under the lights, man. This this is the best thing that can happen with franchise, man. Hey, we back in the prime time. You know how long it's been since we've been on prime time as much, you know what I mean? Like, even last year, they moved one hour games away from prime time because of COVID. But yeah, <laughs> real talk is just because, like, hey, we haven't been up to par, and this this, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. These having four four games up under the lights, man. Like that's that's a big move. That's showing that uh, our organization is moving in the right direction. Uh, where we at least match up against some of the better teams where they want to think we got to got to draw. So uh, definitely excited to see how that goes and see how uh, Vegas looks up under with with a full crowd. As for me, man, I wasn't feeling. The, the murderous road that the Eagles have to get through in their first six games. And I don't, I, I'm not sure who keeps doing this to us, man, but this shit is going to be tough. This, this schedule is tough, man. And I'm, I'm not sure how, how we're going to get through it, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. You will, you got the Falcons, 49ers, Cowboys, Chiefs, Panthers, and Bucks. Those are the first six games. I'm not looking, I'm not too enthusiastic, but again, I'll correlate this to my next team. I didn't expect much from the Knicks. I expected for this to be a building block year as much as I expect this to be for Eagles. But am I willing to accept a surprise? Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. Give me the surprise. Give me the surprise that I need, Eagles. But I- I'm looking forward to this being a rebuilding year and seeing what some of these guys can do that we brought in. And you got anything else, man? Nope. No, I'm good, man. This is uh, episode 108. I think this is a good point to... Uh, to end yeah. off on and uh let you guys know that uh we will be back next week as the nba playoffs go along we'll be a lot more sporadic in, in what we do as far as bringing people on or just random hot takes where we pull up 10 minutes and give you guys like mini pods so yeah so y'all definitely check that out don't sleep on the couch podcast on youtube instagram at dsc underscore podcast twitter same thing at dsc underscore podcast so check us out on all streaming platforms and on YouTube. Yeah, man. And we back. With the team is back together. No more having to cover Slack for me, Cash. Even though, once again, I want to say I appreciate it the past couple of weeks giving me, uh, allowing me to have a break and, uh, you know, get everything situated in a new new location. Uh, I know you're having your little issues going back, man. But uh, once we back set up next week, we should have the actual, you know, audio should improve. Audio and video. We'll be, yeah, we'll be back once, once we're, we're back in our homes and back in our, our normal setup. So we had some technical difficulties with the video so but it, it'll be back it'll be back we'll be back doing our interviews we just got to get back right and in, in, in the same not in our in our, in our working in our working environment you know what i mean so yeah. but thanks for hanging on with us of course at the end of the day we are a podcast so that's what we're doing podcasting with audio so uh check us out man and, and tell a friend to tell a friend all right with that we out peace